What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Team Chat Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Jarrett Wilson, joined to my right by Rachel Mogan. How's it going? And to my left, Zachary Parks. You. In case you did not know, Team Chat Podcast is a video game podcast where we talk about games, the ones we love, the ones we hate, and everything in between. If you want to get in contact with us, you can do that by sending us an email at teamchatpodcast.gmail.com, following us on Twitter, liking us on Facebook, and subscribing to our iTunes and YouTube channels. If you'd like to support the show, you can do that as well by going to patreon.com slash teenchatpodcast, whereas for as little as a dollar a month, you can support the show. And in return, we will give you a cool perk, like getting the episode early before its general Tuesday release and access to our private Team Chat Podcast Discord server. Boom. All the goodies. Speaking yeah, of, that was good. Following to up from last week's Patreon spiel, where we talked about a whiteboard. <laughs> there it is! Uh, Finally! It's a board that's white. It is a white board. And it's up there. Whiteboard. We have tallies. I mean, audio people, you guys are missing out, but check it out. YouTube.com slash Team You Or just do a search. We have now points for Xbox, which sits at a measly two. Yeah, well, this I feel a little inaccurate at, at the time, at right now. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, we do. We have to tally to it. it back up. Team Chat reacts to their own episodes. And then... Uh, PS4 sits with 13 points. Uncharted Hate sits at the current all-time high of 100%. It's never been lower than that. That's from Logan. You know what? Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to put Jarrett's Uncharted Hate. And it's going to sit... It's going to sit just a little lower. What do I think I my Uncharted? You haven't played it. Yes, I have. Oh, we that'd be a fun Wait, did you? We, did we did? Yeah, you guys <laughs> episode it on it. We did. I know you probably just <laughs> erased it from your mind because all I was you like, said was, I, I hate it. That I like this rating system. Yeah, so here we go. This so, is how we should rate everything. How much is. hate we have for it. And if it's like 2%, that's mm, great. Yeah, then that's a great game. I'm going to go because I didn't absolutely hate it. I swear to God, if you're in the 80s, I'm going to punch you in the face. Oh, you're going to really punch me in the face because I was going to go like 40. Look no. at him with his weird left hand. Se- you hated it 70? Oh. I'm going 70%. You hated it? That's a lot of hate. That's right. still a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. 70% of God. I was, I was originally. It's like a 30% good. <laughs> I mean, it was gr- It was okay. It yeah. was almost great. said the word great just now. And I was I did, so that's I a did. 3 out of 10, wow. right? Okay. So, in the face. You know what? You know what? Here, here's what we're going to do. We're gonna 60% Uncharted hate. You, did, so you, did, you definitely didn't love it. I, you know, I don't remember your take on it, to be honest. There we go. I actually don't remember much of what you said about it. Basically, sum it up. She hates it. I was like, it's okay. Yeah. It wasn't great. Nothing stellar in any case. And so we're going to move on from that. But the whiteboard is here and the whiteboard is to stay. We will be tallying up whatever we want. reset F bombs? Yeah. Okay. F bombs go to zero. F bomb. bomb. <laughs> only Mogan F bombs though. Yeah. Specific to Mogan only because what I guess she now got the trauma side fucking what? That's right. You can. can we get visits from me Lord Jarrett? I mean uh, that one's hard to track. The board's full okay, right now. Bigger well, whiteboard. I already <laughs> want a bigger whiteboard. <laughs> I already want something bigger. <laughs> this board needs to be filled this whole wall behind us. All right. Uh, but we have we're recording Your a little chat Patreon dollars at work, everybody. There we go. There yeah. we go. See, gr- br- bringing great new it. improvements to the show each and every week. It's great. But that's patreon.com slash team chat podcast. Uh, well, we don't have a co- song contest winner yet due to the fact that we're recording a, a mere two days after our previous recording of an episode. So we haven't had enough time for a full rotation of uh, amount of time to go by to allow f- proper time for a winner to correctly guess. I'll get it out of it. You struggled through that one, buddy. Put, put too many matter. words in there. <laughs> I, I, but, but you get uh, the gist. Get the gist, exactly. <laughs> but stick around for the end of this episode where we'll have a song, a new song contest ready to go. 
Who's doing it this week? Don't know yet. Okay. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> the future sorry winner. For outing us. <laughs> the future winner will uh, will have a choice, and if uh, not, well, I'll hit somebody up to get okay. us a song. You can make, make the phone calls. Worry not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll reach out. Roll a dex you got. I'll reach out. But our topic for today, as today is actually Halloween. Spooky. It is very. Spooky. We almost committed spooky. a cosmic <laughs> sin because we were planning on doing this topic last week, and then I realized, hold up now. This episode would go out on Halloween. We cannot do this a week early. We have to do this topic today. And this topic is Horror Games Volume 2. What? Last year we talked about horror Make games. Make your water hag noise. <laughs> yeah, there was you that go. what it was? I don't know. Yeah. No, it was just more of a cackle. It was a witch at yeah, first. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> but last year we talked about horror games. Uh, Zach, I believe you talked about Resident Evil uh, for GameCube. Resident Evil. Great game. I talked about Until Dawn, a stellar game, horror game, and you talked about, I cannot remember now what you talked about. <laughs> can't remember you. Can't who remember are yours. you? <laughs> no, I actually can't remember I mine either. <laughs> I didn't even, I actually, when you said volume two, I was like, what? <laughs> I was, I was like, we did a volume one? You know, I, I, <laughs> that I, happen? I hear it because, you know, well, well I'll go back what and figure it out. about? A scary, I love scary games. I know. I have to have talked about. That's why I, I like, I have it on the tip of my tongue. The tip. I hope it wasn't what I'm going to talk about today. No. No, it wasn't. No, 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 it no, wasn't. No. Well, what now, could it have been? There it is. Know. Hold on. I'm going to do a little bit it of research on Outlast. this. Outlast. No. Ooh. No, it, it was. Yeah. It was. We talked about it Outlast. Was. Yeah, it was. Because I remember that okay, as the cover art. Okay, the cover gosh. art. We talked about Outlast. Yeah. Okay. okay Ooh, gosh. glad I didn't play that one then because this year because yeah. I totally forgot well, about that. Cool. But yeah, so last year it was Resident Evil for the GameCube. Until Dawn and... Outlast, and now we are back, each of us, with a brand new horror game for uh, for us to talk about. Who would like to go first? Um, mine's really, really good, so I don't think I should go first. Ooh. I think one of you weak sauce people. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't care. My, I feel like mine is weak sauce. So you want to go? Sure. All right. <laughs> weak sauce. All right. Shit. Okay. Uh, Gotta collect my thoughts. I didn't so think I was going this I'll, I do want to give the, cave- the caveat. Yeah. That, that, <laughs> sure. <laughs> the caveat that... Uh, I was going to play Inside, and I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. So I was going to put more effort. So I was really excited because uh, you guys brought it up. You guys, oh, you should get it. I thought that we were doing this episode last week, and so there's no excuse really. <laughs> plenty of time to like cover it. Uh, I just, I, just uh, I bought Inside. As, I haven't played it. So I'm going to go with its predecessor. Is that there you a, go. maybe yeah. an accurate term? Maybe, sure. maybe not, of Limbo. Oh, yeah. yes. Limbo Which, is definitely the predecessor. Yeah, like, in, in horror games, a little bit of an extreme... Uh, Label for Limbo. I think horror is definitely, you know, for res- might not be re- exactly reserved for Limbo, but I'll try to make an argument of why maybe I it should it, be. I think it could be con- yeah. categorized as that. Um, and, I, and, you know, I think I've talked about Limbo on another episode. Yeah. Like maybe. Um, it's been a long time. 2D scrolling games. I don't know. It's Was not it really the 2D. one where we talked about the spider maybe? Yeah. yeah. We definitely touched on the spider. Yeah. No, Limbo, it's, not, it's been a long time. Okay. So we well, can regardless. definitely go for a refresher. Yeah, sure. Okay. Well, um, I, uh, most people are familiar with Limbo. It got a lot of attention when it came out and even you know years after, I think still people were like, it was a really great... I mean, it's great, still a very beloved game. It is. It's a really beloved game and, and as it should be. It's very well deserved of, of what it what it did and, and how it kind of affected later games and you see the arts style even being used in other other games and um i got it kind of right when it came out jesus i think i was in college i think it was a while ago it's been out for it's a while at least five years oh, i think God. i think it's been a while and uh i didn't know much about it except for the look of it you know i think i'd saw something on ign maybe of of 
the black and white and the bleak sort of 2D side scroller. And I was like, how you know, how fun can a 2D side scroll really be? And oh, come on. I know, I know. <laughs> tisk tisk on me. a lot of judgment you out there. You deserve a slap on the wrist for uh, that one. But I was like, it'll be like, and it's an Xbox Live Arcade game. There's not going to be depth to it. But, you know, it'll be something I'll play before I go to bed. And, you yeah. know. and little did I know that Limbo provided with some of the most memorable visual experiences that I've had in a video game. Nice. You know, it is... Truly remarkable the art the the art direction of that game. I think that is really what stands out the most. I mean, the gameplay and the mechanics of it are, are wonderful, and I'll touch on it. But really, the first thing you're hit with from Limbo is is what the game looks like, and it is like I've said, black and white tones of gray, very dark, two D silhouette. Your character is silhouetted, and so it's you're you're a boy, and it's just like a, a shadow of a boy almost. You do and have white eyes, don't you? I like think little you do. kind of semi glowing white yeah. eyes. I mean, yeah. you can totally make out small features, but for the most part, you you almost feel like a shadow in this world, and almost kind of looks like Calvin from Calvin. And yeah, Hobbes. sure, I'll take it. <laughs> and um, the motion passes. <laughs> yeah, and speaking of like the world, it's 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 a forest is where you start. So you're in this forest. And, and and though it's 2D, it feels three-dimensional. I mean, you, it has a very deep sort of uh, depth of field that goes back mm-hmm. a far away, which is great. I mean, it adds so much to the game, and and you're th- you're just there, and you start out, and you know, I'm, I'm explaining something that I'm sure a lot of people have done, but if you haven't, it's it's you start out and you just start walking, and there's no tutorial, there's no here's the story, here's some text before you start. There's none of that. You just kind of get into it, and immediately you get a real sense of danger of, you know, I want to use the word horror because I do think what the game's trying to attempt and I ultimately think it's successful is a form of psychological horror. It's not so yep, much of a, yeah, it's not so much of a, it's like expressionism. You know, it's something that it's a feeling of what maybe the inside of this kid's mind might be like. And, an answer comes in the end that's ambiguous of maybe what he's going through. It feels it's a it, it's obviously like you know literally a journey, but it's mm-hmm. also it feels like a mental journey. It really feels like you're going into something that's you know it's very symbolic. It feels like a giant metaphor, and this has been discussed endlessly online of like what's really happening. But you go along, you go along, and I don't remember the first actual creature you encounter but one of the you know you do have to kind of get across a river you have to kind of move a box and climb up a tree and and so there are like mechanics to the game which make it really entertaining and fun and it's you know ultimately sort of a puzzle or platformer you know it's really just you trying to figure out how to progress further down the road um, but one of the most memorable moments, and I think I'm sure we've talked about it is the the spider and yep. so that's really when the game as much as it feels you know scary bleak and otherworldly and in whatever it's it doesn't really feel horrific until you've come into contact with that first uh creature the spider and it is but like in it so you kind of come up to this tree and its leg comes out and it's not a small spider it's a big spider it's you know four times the size of you or something like right. you know two or three times and it's got the leg that comes out and you don't really know and if you're playing it for the first time and you don't really know what's going on. You don't know if you can fight or really run or jump. You know, you know you can jump, but you don't know. Like, oh, maybe I have to like fight this thing. And the clo- you get closer to it, closer to it, and the leg kind of goes up, 
been up, and it's this really interesting moment that you're still confused about, and then shoo, it comes right down on top of your head, oh. and you go, "Whoa!" Like that is such a tone setter. Yeah, and it and it picks and it skewered your whole body. Oh, and it throws you. Have you never played Limbo? I mean, I have, but still, like hearing you describe it, it's just like, oh it god, it, know, like it, it never gets old. It never gets old, and it th- and you go, and I remember being like, "Whoa." It's unexpected. Very unexpected. Because, because, like you said, the art style is not necessarily one that lends itself to. I mean, other than being dark and dreary, no, like, you're not. Blood, yeah. you know? <laughs> it's, it's not like red. Yeah, it's, it's not, not like you're setting it up like a like a Resident Evil is no, or something like that. It's, you're it's, you're, you're you thinking it's going to be like a little bit of a puzzler. Yeah, and then that yes. happens, and, and then that happens. shatters your innocence. It does. It shatters your innocence, and it's a great. Um, Technique by the developers because you don't because again I'm sure everyone got skewered by it you know <laughs> oh, yeah. you, you like have to like, I got so, like, figure multiple out multiple times what I wonder fuck? if there's a trophy for not getting skewered the oh, first time be. they actually <gasps> if I remember fun. correctly they have great achievements in that Dude, game there are just that, things that you have to it's not like you complete an action and then it gives you an achievement well I will say I played this on Steam so it might uh-huh. have a slightly different. Uh, model than how it yeah. does it on Xbox, but in Steam you would like find these little glowing orbs, uh-huh. and you'd pick those up, and yeah. those would be the achievements. Because oh, okay. like you went, you like I think there's even one at the very beginning of the game. If you go back, you turn around and walk backwards. Right. Oh, who doesn't do that? And Every platforming game, That's you right. have to go backwards first. That is the basics is. of puzzle platformers. The you never go forward; you always go back. It's yep. Easter egg. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, and then you—that's a tone setter. And what you continue to face in Limbo is increasingly more human involved. Like it—you it, it, run into other kids eventually. You run into more spiders. Like the world starts to develop and grow. Like this is not an uninhabited place. There are people here. There's kids in cages. There's dead bodies of kids that you have to use to get across. Certain rivers, there's pretty morbid. It's super morbid, yeah. And it's like, kids. and you said this might not be a horror game. Come well, on. Well, my, my point is like, there's. I mean, besides for the jump scare, I obviously just described. It's more atmospheric. It's yeah. like you'll see the kid lying there, and you'll go, and and it's not like horrific. I mean, it's not like gory. It's just a dead body in a body of water, and that is horrific. But it's also. Uh, there's something tame about it. There's something, it doesn't feel very in your face, but it seeps in. Obviously, I still, you know, you can still have these images of you pulling the body over and then getting on it and like having to use it to like get across the waters. And that in and of itself, it's like, well, this is like pretty, and and that's why I wanted, it's like psychological. It's it's very different of a You don't learn that in high school life (laughs) skills class. (laughs) Yeah. and there's, I remember there's a kid in the cage, and there's those 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 creatures that suck on your head. Oh, that's, hated those. Those were that's that was one of the more like comedic for me. I was like more comedic for me. It's like a thing that if you walk under it, it will get onto your head and it will make you kill yourself. Oh, it will take that's you to right. A body that's of water right. And make you drown yourself unless you can find those a plant. bastards. Well, yeah. <laughs> and um, so yeah, I mean the the world will change from a forest to a more industrial environment and then ultimately a city. And it's not a long game. It's it's actually for me like a perfect amount. It took you know take it'll take you like a week if you play a couple hours every night or something like that. And uh you get to a city and you do as you're playing it's it's this it's like a painting and it's morphing around you and it's a slow burn for sure. It's it's nothing it's something you think about 
well after you finish it and be like, what was that exactly and what did that represent? And it feels like that, you know, it feels symbolic and, and full of metaphors and, and certainly the ending, which I guess I won't give away, there's so much ambiguity in it and you don't know, it's hard to make heads or tails of really what's happening, but, but, but you feel like you're like, you get, oh, that's where I was supposed to go. That's, that's, this is what I'm supposed to do. And it all kind of closes in on itself. And it just kind of ends. And it just kind of ends. And it leaves you there. When it, there was a game that we recently played where it just kind of ended. I can't remember. But anyways, it just kind of leaves you there and left to just do it again. And in limbo. Yep. It, it's what, purgatory. Is, that, is limbo and purgatory yeah. synonymous? Yeah, they're the same yeah, thing. Yeah, it's just the place you don't go here, hell or heaven. Yeah. And people talk about that. They're like, oh, well, that's what it's like. It's like he's moving towards yeah. heaven and then nothing happens. And it's like... And in and of itself is a little horrific. You yeah. know, it's, it's, it, it's a little bit, it's tame in the sense of the action and, and the, the amount of scares, but it's very heavy in the amount of thought and, and feeling. I mean, very atmospheric for sure. Yeah. It doesn't even have a soundtrack really, doesn't I feel like. It doesn't have a soundtrack. It's, it's you all hear just footsteps, like footsteps water, and like water dripping yep. and things like that. But and yeah, there's like no that. saws and stuff like that mm. whenever those... <laughs> You get to the part that's like I the saw. Yeah, there's like yeah. a whole section that's like a mining facility yeah, or something like cut, that. You get like sawed in yeah, half. it was so hard. <laughs> yeah, really. It was, yeah, it's not a terribly easy game. No, it's, I, there's it, like, plenty it of moments off where you're like, easy. how do I? Yeah, it does. It starts off kind of pretty tame, but yeah, it gets to points where like, I don't know, I'm going through this. Yeah, uh, there, there were a few points in my playthrough. I was like, all right, well, <laughs> <laughs> I might be done. <laughs> I might be because, done. like I said before, puzzle more puzzle puzzle centered games like that usually aren't necessarily my thing. That's but, a, yeah, go ahead. But I mean, but I did get through it and I did enjoy the experience. It's worth it, it, but man. it's still like I get really frustrated by puzzles. Yeah, <laughs> like, I mean, I think it. It, it's I think it's a masterpiece. I really do. I think it's one of the best games I've played. And I, real quick, I was thinking about when Jared was playing Portal, and he was like, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm, "I'm on level like trials. 16 or 17," and I'm like, "You're like almost <laughs> you're done." Like, oh. Like, oh. And he's like, "I think I'm still in the tutorial." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm like, "No, that's the game." Like, oh, Jared. Right. Jared's relationship with puzzlers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, uh, See, it, it just doesn't go well for me. I get very frustrated. It's a classic story. Oh, Jared. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, um, yeah, I just love. In case game. anybody doesn't already know, I think I. I mentioned it a couple of weeks ago when it came out, but both Limbo and Inside yeah. are now being sold as a combo pack nice. for both Xbox and PS4. Mm-hmm. And for a while there, Inside was only an Xbox exclusive. So if you thought you missed it, you didn't. You can get them both together. Relive the horror. Make a night of it. Because I, really I haven't played Inside. So. Neither, none of us have, right? None no. of us have played Inside. No, I but want it's supposedly to very badly. Very very similar yeah. in style. I mean, same developer, but it's very mm-hmm. similar in style to Limbo. So it yeah. looks it, beautiful. I mean, yeah. the trail looks like a really atmosphere. I mean, it just looks like a piece of little art to mm-hmm. me. So it. then in, so I stand by what I said earlier then. Everything that you've just said makes mm-hmm. me think that you would like my game so much. What is, so is it's the, the vanishing of Ethan Carter. What is that? Oh. Bye-bye. Is he, was he done? Yes, I was. Yeah, no, he was clearly done. Yeah, clearly. He got to the end of the game. How old is that game? Okay, so actually it's only from 2014. Okay. And here's the thing. I thought for sure that it was originally for PS3 because I bought the digital copy. I didn't yeah. buy the physical one. And I thought for sure it was older than I thought it was, but it launched on PS4. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, See, I thought it was a PS3 game. No, in it launched too. in the early days of the PS4 and Xbox. So it was actually originally um, available for both just in their way earlier years. And I was like, there's no 
no way PS4 is that old, is it? But it is. It's mm. from huh. as old as 2014. So The Vanishing of Ethan Carter uh, was actually originally put on my radar by longtime listener Brandon. Cool. So he mentioned it ages ago. Do you remember that? With us? I think on I do. Air? A long time ago. But speaking of that, on air. after we, before we yes, jump from mine to had, you, yeah, yeah. From, from yours to mine, he wrote in something on our Facebook that I want to share. He so, did, yes. Thank you for rem- remembering that. I read it too. You yeah. mentioning his name. And I was yeah. like, oh, I knew I was forgetting something. <laughs> Thank you, Brandon. <laughs> Everyone's so, notes. Uh, notes. <laughs> they would be useful. <laughs> anyway, sorry. So yeah, so Brandon, I, th- I don't even think it was like an in-depth kind of thing. I think it was just like a comment on our Facebook or he wrote into the show or something and he's the one that mentioned The Vanishing of Ethan Carter and I was like why have I heard of that game before? It's because I had it sitting in my Steam wish list for a thousand years and then I finally decided you know what I am going to play it I rewatched the trailer and I was like you know what I'm still interested if it's been this long and I still want to play this game I'm just going to play it. Uh, I realized immediately after starting it I had basically no solid concept of what the game was going to be like, except for a very vague feeling that it was some sort of mystery game. I got so much more than I was expecting. I'm really pleased with this game. So uh, for starters, I don't know how it is on Steam or how it is on Xbox. On PS4, again, I thought it was older than it actually was. It's a beautiful game. Is it? Like, the environments are truly stunning. Like, you start out, and uh, the way that they place you into this game is really beautiful. So it's all first-person perspective, and you are playing as a detective named Paul Prospero, I think his name is. Just call him old Prospo. Prospo. So you're you're old Detective Prospo. And you are basically walking through like an old train tunnel, like an old brick train tunnel, and you can see the light at the end. And as you're walking down the tunnel, you can hear the voice of Detective Prospero, and he's kind of describing his circumstances to you, but in a very... Uh, in a very classic kind of film noir way where it's, it it might even be a little overdone. Like some of the narrative is a little bit on the nose, but it's not to the point that it would uh, turn you off from the game. It really just kind of makes you think like, okay, here I am. I'm an old timey detective. I've got a couple of tricks up my sleeve. I'm probably Mm -hmm. some old grizzled dude. And uh, you exit the tunnel and you just come out into this beautiful piece of wilderness, like with old train tracks running through it. And you're like, holy crap, this is not what I was expecting out of this game. And something that immediately hits you is the quality of the sounds. Like the trees creaking in the wind, like that kind of stuff. I was just like, wow, this game is going to be really intense right off the bat. And then I walked a little bit further down the path uh, and got my first jump scare. So it does start you <laughs> so off it is pretty. A, it is a legit horror. No. Oh. Well, well, no, actually, we're going to talk about it okay. because it's kind of it's a little bit of both. So the game also doesn't give you like any real tutorial. All it says is when you first start it up, even before the narrative uh, begins, it comes up with this little line that's like, the vanishing of Ethan Carter is a narrative experience that does not hold your hand. And I was like, tough words, game, okay. Uh, I realized that I interpreted it kind of wrong. It seemed like kind of a harsh warning of like, oh, it's going to be like Dark Souls level. Mm -hmm. That's really not what they meant, I don't think. All it means is that there's no like tutorial 
tutorial. Yeah. There's no real workaround or like ways to get hints, for example. Like the game does clearly give you some direction, which we'll talk about later, but they're definitely not telling you where to go. You have to figure it out on your own. So you just kind of get spit out of this tunnel and you're walking around and you know that you're heading to a place called Red Creek Valley, which is a town because you received a letter from a boy named Ethan Carter. And he's basically talking in his narrative about how, you know, back in, I've seen things that no man should ever see mm. and stuff like that. But what he's actually talking about is he's basically a paranormal detective oh. because he intentionally investigates things that aren't really supposed to be in our world. And he talks about even later down the game, he's like, I've been to so many worlds. Every time you go and come back, you lose another piece of yourself and all this kind of stuff. Mm. And it's like, wow, this is some pretty interesting stuff. It's, uh, less about the paranormal and more about alternate realities and like parallel universes and that kind of stuff. Uh, but you know that Ethan Carter has gone missing because the kinds of things that he has described to you in his letter, uh, he doesn't say what he knows they are, but you get the feeling that he knows what he's investigating. He's like, I know that I'm not going to find him. I know that I'm already too late to find him, but I'm going to do everything I can to see if I can bring him home. Mm. So you go into this town and the entire setup is really interesting. You basically cross over this old, decaying railroad bridge. And one of the very first things you encounter is like, well, first of all, this is going to be very spoiler heavy. Uh, I'm not done with the game, but it is going to have like, I'm definitely going to give away story details. Uh, so okay. just be aware of that. So you come across a small little train car, like not even a big one, a little small train car. And the first thing it says is blood. And it's like covered in blood. And you're like, okay, this is interesting. So after you've already kind of gotten through your jump scares of the traps in the forest that were just kind of there at random, you come across this super bloody train car and you're like, okay, I see that I'm supposed to do things with it, but I don't know what yet. It's missing a couple of pieces. So you're like, okay, I have to go find the pieces. You go a little bit further down the tracks, not even that far, a little bit further. And you come across what I am... Uh, initially thought was just a pile of blood. And then the game politely informed me through its labeling me mechanism. It was like severed legs. And I was like, what now? <laughs> so I looked closer at the blood and indeed there were two severed legs just kind of chilling in the oh, blood. Shit. And I was like, Gross. wow, okay, this is a lot of blood. And it's not even like a little, it's a lot of blood. Probably and like, no survivors. And no. And so it's, <laughs> so like, well. uh, so Paul doesn't <laughs> <Pull> really, <through>. yeah. <laughs> 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 Tourniquets. I do wonders. Yeah. So Detective Prospero, he's not really a wordy guy, but uh, one of the ways that the game will kind of give <laughs> you... Okay, he's not like that. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So one of the ways that the... Hey, that's not even mine. No. I didn't say anything. You, you went like, fuck. Ah, <laughs> close enough. So burr, anyways, burr, burr, burr. Um, what was I saying? Fuck, now I forgot. <laughs> Sorry. You're a, he's not a wordy guy. Yeah, no, he's not a wordy guy, but like basically you will see his thoughts come up on screen as just kind of like very brief single word thoughts. So like you come across the pool of blood and it's like blood, survivor, body, corpse, etc. And mm. so you're like, okay, I know that I need to continue investigating these severed legs. So then you just turn very slightly to your right and you're like, well, the blood keeps going that way. 
And so you follow the trail of blood and find the rest of the body. And you're like, okay, he's he's real dead. He definitely did not survive. Uh, and it, really the whole way that they set up this very first puzzle of the game was just the pacing is what I think was really good about it. There's a very subtle soundtrack. It's really not that big of a soundtrack. It's really nature sounds, a little bit of underlying music, and just like the crunch of your shoes on the ground. And so this game really kind of is both a mystery and a puzzle horror game because basically what you're trying to do is solve how a bunch of people died and or got murdered by uh, piecing together altered pasts. So whenever, I guess because of his innate powers or whatever, uh, Detective Prospero, he can like see the past. So if he touches a dead body and you only have a few of the clues that you need, a little kind of portal will open up but it's just a little one. It's not enough to see what really happened. So then you have to go back and find the other clues. And then once you have all the clues that you need, and you're never really sure when you have all of them, you're just kind of winging it. You go back to the body and touch it again, and the portal opens up. And all of a sudden, you're not in the real world anymore. You're in this kind of altered reality past world. And you're viewing things not as a... You can't affect the past, but you're like viewing what happened. And in this way, the game lets you figure out and piece together how this particular person died what the order of events were the way that they have you do the chronology of the murder is really it's such a good way to put the story together from your own perspective Uh, it's i can't stress this enough it's really good Mm -hmm. and so you put together the first murder and you're like okay i got this now i have to go find the rest of the people Uh, eventually you do get to the actual town of red creek valley there's no one there. Like, Uh-oh. not only is the first guy that you came across dead, the entire town, you know it's deserted. Well, so that's what I was going to ask you. I was like, so is this body, does it, is it that kind of thing where it's like, oh, this is Ethan Carter, you found him. And then it's like going backwards in time to retell or if, but, or if it was just some random other person. So it, it's a little bit of both. So you come across, uh, all of the bodies that I've found so far are integral to the story because the story surrounds the Carter family as a whole. And it's really just about them as far as I can tell. So when you get to the town, all of the houses, the windows are boarded up. They're all bombed out. You go into the buildings and they look like they've just been utterly destroyed. So you absolutely know that you're alone out here. Uh, That does take a turn a little bit later on, but initially you're like, I am all alone. Not only is Ethan Carter not here, none of the rest of the Carter family is either because they are all dead. You will find their bodies. They are very bloody. It's gross. (laughs) Uh, So that's kind of how you start off the game. Now, I was already hooked when I solved the first little murder piece of the mystery. What really got me sold on the game is that Ethan is apparently like a really creative kid. He's kind of like an artsy kid. He's probably around 12 or 13 uh, when you're investigating his disappearance. And he loved to write stories. And so I was just walking through the forest and I saw this thing kind of off to the side. And I was like, what's that shiny thing over there? And no like explanation, no real delving deep into what it was. I just kind of walked over to it and it looked like a misplaced stoplight. Hmm. And it had like four panels on it. And there was a brief little puzzle where you had to figure out the panels. And then the instant that you figured it out, the world like kind of changed to this altered reality all of a sudden. And it was me and an astronaut, like in full astronaut gear in the forest. And I was like, what is happening? And the way the game set it up was amazing. Like this really interesting soundtrack immediately started up. And the astronaut is like, whoo! 
or he doesn't say anything, but he like motions at you and then he disappears and he's a little further down the path. And this was like the first exciting thing that happened where you have to run after him and he keeps like disappearing and teleporting and you have to stay on his track. And if you stay on his track long enough, eventually a thing comes out of space and comes down to get him and it's a UFO and he disappears and then you go into the UFO and then you're in space and the what? whole time there's no explanation. And I was like, what the, f what is happening? And then finally, like you're in your little space pod and you're looking out into space and you hear like a click behind you and a hatch has opened up and there's just a little one page story that Ethan wrote on it and it's about the astronaut. Mm. And when you're done reading the note, you blink back into actual reality. And Whoa. when you're back in reality, what you realize is that you found a story that he wrote and you're in a little wooden spaceship that he built out in the woods. And there's like little articles laying around that are like uh, notes about NASA or things that he found that inspired him to write the story. And it's like, wow, like it didn't explain it at all. So you like had this amazing sequence of chasing an astronaut through the woods with no explanation. It made it really stick with me and it's still my favorite part of the game so far is the astronaut. Nice. Cool. Uh, but so what really makes the horror is that as you continue to progress and find more pieces of the past, you realize that Ethan was in way over his head. Uh, because essentially the reason that I brought up HP Lovecraft mm -hmm. is because anybody that has read or been exposed to anything that you could classify as Lovecraftian horror, the game is very much all about that. It's about that quiet, sneaking, creeping horror that gets into people's hearts and minds and their very souls and corrupts them from the inside out. Mm -hmm. And you can tell through the pieces of the past that that's what was happening all around Ethan. And for whatever reason, uh, so far, he was kind of the only one that was immune to it per se, but he was also becoming the victim of it. So you already know that shit's going down and it's not mm -hmm. going to be good, whatever it is. And that's kind of where I've like stopped right now is I'm to the point where I have found one of the first things that I would actually classify as a real monster and not in the past, in the current present world. Yeah. And it killed me. Uh -oh. And I was so shell shocked. I was like, I'm done. I'm done for the night. <laughs> so it was actually very scary because you were down in a mine. It was horrible. Ooh. This thing was there and then it was there and then you died and I was like okay that's enough for one night I'm gonna go take a breather turn it off turn, turn all the lights on turn all these lights on play some fun music SpongeBob SquarePants <laughs> exactly so it's that kind of game where it does have some jump scares but the true horror is in the story itself and the writing of the game is phenomenal and the way they pace it out I think that uh, not every gamer would enjoy it it might be considered a little too slow for some people the puzzles are not they're not easy yeah. so for anybody that doesn't like puzzles I don't think it would be a very good game for you either <laughs> uh, but I am loving it so far and I think that uh, anybody that loves the collected works of H.P. Lovecraft or his contemporaries would really enjoy it also nice Vanishing of Ethan Carter Vanishing of Ethan, Ethan Carter. 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 Interesting. Question mark out of 10. I have to finish it. Yeah. <laughs> but so far, yeah, loving so it. Far, so, so far, so good. So far, it's, so far, it's cool. a 10. Yeah. That does cool. sound really good. Like, I, honestly, like the story part of it. See, okay, I'll amend my statement a little bit here about the puzzle games. Puzzle games that are more like portal and stuff like that. Like, I know Legend of Zelda has, uh, Breath of the Wild has puzzles. All of the Legend of Zelda games have puzzles. So far, I've enjoyed all of those because it's not like the game built around puzzles you know so i don't mind things like that it's the ones that are purely more like portal or even limbo in a sense where mm -hmm. it is just like everything you do 
is a puzzle trying to figure out the next step, and that's where it gets a little hairy for me. You gotta get better but, using your brain, my man. You know, sometimes I'm, I'm sometimes I want to play I games game to escape. To learn. <laughs> I came to yeah, escape. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so it's so cool. That's really cool. I'm actually very interested in that game, and I'm kind of I'm kind of glad you haven't hit the end. Weren't the able whole to give game went under the radar? I think I feel like just it is. Uh, actually, the reason that I think you might like it, in addition to everything that you just said, which lines up with Vanishing of Arth. Ethan Carter really well is it reminds me a lot of Firewatch. Uh, oh, okay. In the way that God, it's done, I immediately was like, oh, this is kind of my new horror Firewatch. Yeah, cool. So if you were I looking for a mystery and a horror that isn't necessarily along the lines of Resident Evil or yeah. Outlast or those other types of action horror or yeah. even survival horror yeah. games, this is the one for you. And I think that you would really, anybody that likes that type of gaming will enjoy it. Nice. Cool. Very cool. Well, what we alluded to earlier is our, our good friend Brandon had sent in a, a message to us on our Facebook, uh, or a post actually, so you can go back and read this. But uh, but it was in response to our episode on favorite monsters. So he said, anyway, he said, I listened to your favorite monster episode, so here I am to share mine. And the Facebook app is being a dick. I know, the Facebook app freaking blows, man. Facebook all right, here we go. <laughs> it just blows. <laughs> now, some of you might take issue with my choice since it's not a creature, but a town. I'm speaking, of course, of Silent Hill. Ooh. It is my favorite because it literally manifests nightmares into reality. In Silent Hill 1, we experience the nightmare of Alessa. Is that how I'm saying? Alessa, okay. yeah. Uh, a psychic girl whose power is such that her thought becomes reality. And when she is impregnated with the seed of Samael, she is tormented by the demon with a terrible nightmare, a nightmare she unintentionally makes real. By doing this, she corrupts the spiritual power within Silent Hill, which directly leads to the events of Silent Hill 2 and explains why we see things that we do see the things that we do in that game. In Silent Hill 2, we play as James Sunderland, and the monsters we encounter are manifestations of his guilt and his desire to be punished. And the deeper we go into Silent Hill, the deeper we dive into James' psyche, and the more horrifying the monsters become. This is why Silent Hill is my favorite monster, because nothing is more terrifying than our own demons. I love other monsters, of course. Lickers, chimeras... And Nemesis from the Resident Evil series, Ludwig the Accursed, Vicar Amelia, and pretty much everything else from Bloodborne, the Gaping Dragon, Manus and Nido from Dark Souls, and many, many more. I love monsters. I love the way they look, sound, and make me feel. I love how they spark my imagination and how often and how more often than not. Do you have it pulled up? Because do I have what pulled up? Oh, so I oh, thought no. you were going oh, to this because I was looking up Silent Hill stuff. <laughs> because this is like every time I try to scroll, it goes blank. Oh, forget it. But anyway, so uh, the rest it's of a mystery. We'll just yeah, we'll just it's totally yeah. You can go back. He so he says that he's a really big fan of monsters, and then he gives a PS about the uh, about developers because he also listened to our last oh, yeah. episode, and he's like basically. Fuck greedy developers. He had some mm-hmm. choice words. Choice, <laughs> choice oh, words. Going on the whiteboard. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so yeah. So Brandon wrote that, and thank you, Brandon, for sending that note. And that is an excellent pick. Like I was, I hadn't thought about that, but I uh, accidentally pulled it up in Italian. Well, there we go. That one helped <laughs> us out. This is not that. helpful. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so thanks, Brandon, for writing in and sharing some of your favorite monsters with us. Okay. Well, my game is one uh, we've alluded to it in the past episode, also. Uh, but, and I actually even thought about doing the monsters from this game for some of my picks for the, in our episode about monsters. All right. Well, I'll pop my <laughs> we're locals too. A little contest. All right. Oh, mine were all louder than both of your. Okay. Ooh, those were good ones. How about this? I can just do it. Oh! Oh! <laughs> I win. It's the webbing in my finger. Oh. It's not. Oh! 
That's a good trick. That's, That's a, a good fun party trick right? trick right there. Oh, oh, sick. <laughs> stop it! Everyone's like, yeah, stop. okay, go ahead. Uh, so I thought about doing these mo- the monsters from this game in the episode that we talked about monsters, um, but the game is Dead Space, the original one from two thousand eight. Two thousand eight? Yeah. Christ! Wow. Yeah. Wait, how old is Dead Space two? Two thousand eleven and two thousand thirteen. Oh God! So the Dead Space series is old. <laughs> Man, yeah. I always thought Ancient. that the first one was like the two thousand eleven thing. No. Wow, just kidding. So I real wrong. Didn't EA make Dead Space? They did. Yeah. And actually, and I was, and we talked about it a little bit last week too, because we talked about how you know it was developed by Visceral. Oh, so right, the thing, yeah, but right, I saw right. I was going back and like double checking my notes, and I actually like in the articles and stuff I was reading, it didn't say anything about Visceral. And I was like, oh no, we made an error. <laughs> but <laughs> because it was developed we by We never made yeah. an error before. I know. But I was, I was like, one. here we are. Caught caught out. Man, it's bad. <laughs> Falling apart in these last 10 episodes before 100. But uh, <laughs> but anyways, because it was said it was developed by EA Redwood Shores, which later became known Ooh, as Visceral Game. Ooh, sneaky. So, save. technically still correct. But anyway, so I... Uh, so... Vanishing of Ethan Carter actually sounded somewhat similar to what, uh, to not to Dead Space, but another oh. game that I was thinking <laughs> I was about. In what way? That I was uh, that I was thinking about playing this year for the horror game, uh, which was The Evil Within. It kind of seems somewhat Ooh, similar to those yeah. two. I still want to play Evil. Within I do too, too, and I thought about doing Evil Within because Evil Within Two just came out, and but then I was like, no, I've got these other games in my in my backlog that I need to play. I had de- I've been sitting on Dead Space for a while. I was like, it's time to try this one out. So Dead Space, like I said, came out in 2008, and it starts with you are engineer Isaac Clark, and you're on board the shuttle with your crew members Zach Hammond and Kendra Daniels. You're heading out to fix this bigger ship uh, called the Ishimura, and basically all you know is it's broken. You can't they uh, not sending? They're not sending or receiving any signals. You have no contact with the ship, but you just think it's. It's been broken down. You're in space, right? You are in okay, space. Okay, just checking. Because <laughs> yeah, for a hot second, I was visualizing actual boats and oh, like no, 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 freighter no, no, no. ships. You're and I was like, space. wait, I think my setting is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is It is actual space. And so you're on this mission to fix the ship. Uh, and when you get there, things immediately go wrong, as you would expect with a, with a horror game. Now, uh, Dead Space is a survival horror, is in the survival horror genre. Um, oh, but... So anyway, you get to the ship, you're immediately attacked by these beings that is in a really good scene because you're just in this like landing area of the Ishimura. You are, you're sent in a separate room to go check a computer. And when you're in there looking at you, all your crew members, cause there are two, you know, the two expendables, there can't just all be Aww, main characters. Yeah. They're the guys who have to immediately alert you to the terror. And so you're in this other room messing with the computer, trying to get some systems online or doors to unlock something like that. And the lights start flickering, and you see this beast come out and attack and kill these two other crew members who are with you. And Hammond and Kendra are able to, like, kind of fight it off. And, like, what the hell is this thing? Uh, And because it's it's humanoid, but it also has, like, these long arms with bladed long blades that come off, and it walks all, like, really tall. No, there's nothing manicured about this, nothing nice about it at all. But anyway, so uh, you re- you discover that these creatures, they're called necromorphs. And this is what I wanted to talk about too. for, and there are all many different shapes and sizes of necromorphs. Oh, so this is just a type of necromorph. Right. So the main basic mecro- me- necromorph is what you run into first. So the main issues with the game, you know, I'm not, I won't go and go through the full, like, breakdown of what happens, but at a... 
bummer. Oh, is that's, that it? No, that's that a, that's a like a, a pregnant yeah. necromorph. That oh, one. Oh, gross! You will, Zach. That's the oh, that's, that's the original horrific. name. Oh, that's very gross. frightening. Yeah. So you stomach's like open or something. Yeah, is because that, is it intestines. Yes, Ugh. because oh. you later discover necromorphs are the reanimated corpses of the crew members of the Ishimura. Oh, no. Spoiler alert, dude, for Ah. a game from 2008. I know. I I won't give away the full total ending of the game just because, you know, I only actually finished playing it today. I was, like, busting it out trying to get it done to finish up for for this review uh, for this episode. But, yeah, I actually just... You're frowning a lot. Oh, God. I like, drawing That one, I think, is... Scaring myself. That one I didn't see. (laughs) This is, like, fan art. Yeah, that might be concept art or something like that. But there's also... These might be necromorphs from Dead Space 2 and 3. Yeah, sure, sure. Um... But yeah, the, that first, that one that had the really horrific, long, which we'll yeah. put the picture in and all that. Don't worry. Uh, but yeah, so that's what you run into first. So basically the rest of the game in your ship is destroyed what that you landed in because as you're trying to attempt to land, something interferes with it or there's an asteroid field around the ship because the ship that you're going to get is like a mining vessel. It's called a planet cracker basically. Oh, cool. And so you, the rest of the game is pretty much going around the ship, trying to find and fix different things. So you can either a, stay alive in the ship because at one point like the air becomes polluted and you have to run around. And did I say the name of your character? Actually? No. Isaac Clark. Is oh, your, yes, is you, your, did. Okay, you okay. did. Sorry. It's I was like, so did I get so far into this? <laughs> Not nearly as cool as detective Paul Prospero. <laughs> <laughs> we can't all, have we can't all be that cool. <laughs> but anyway, so you're just going around and you're normally, and you're being given missions and things to do by Hammond and Kendra who are b- by this point separated in at different parts of the ship. And they're like, Hey, Air systems are going down. You got to go fix it. You go to this floor and fix it, which is how the level system breaks out. Each level takes place on a different l- sh- part of the ship. Okay. And you will sometimes go back and forth and chain and go to the same areas again to fix a different part. But the whole thing is going about through trying to figure out, okay, what the hell happened? Because why are all these monsters here? How did they get here? And you later learn it's because of this mining into this planet where they recovered this artifact called the Marker. Ooh, and brought spooky. the marker onto the ship and that awakened the necromorphs because yes. uh, from this planet down below. Oh, okay. So the necromorphs were like already something living on this planet. Yes, because they were down like deep inside Ew, it. Oh, okay. And, and then s- you stole their treasure and they get mad. And they get pissed. Okay, Because yeah, gotcha. there's a colony on this planet down below, Aegis 7. And so, yeah, so they get mad and that's, and when they bring the marker back, the marker somehow is able to uh, can you reset the camera real quick? Uh, is able to cause it's their GPS system. Yeah, basically, it's what it's what starts the infection. Oh, okay. It goes okay. crazy, okay, and so like you. as the marker, and you know, like you read, you pick up these audio and video logs from people and the crew, and, the, and you like everybody seems to slowly go mad and go See, crazy. See, I love stuff like that. Yeah, and you're I just trying like, like what is going on, and then you and then like uh, Kendra and Hammond start talking about like how they're feeling weird and like seeing things. Like Kendra at one point is like. I just talked to my brother. He was here, but like I haven't seen him or he might've even, she might've been like, he's been dead for years, something like that. But I just had a conversation with him. I think it's whatever's going on. starting to mess with me. Oh no. And so you're just like, what's her what? brother's name? Is he, he single? He didn't say Is that. he hot? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, you don't see him. Yeah. The important question. And so all this is going on and you're just more just like, what is happening? And it's, so that is the one thing though, having completed the game that got a little tiring for me. I will say with this caveat, 
stupidly I decided to play this on the hard difficulty setting. Ooh, what were you thinking? Well, because I'm like, I play games a lot. I can handle a harder difficulty setting. Easy mode all the way. <laughs> I sh- which I should have done. In the time frame, I was trying to like finish this game and have thoughts and but notes easy, and all that. But then easy, it's like the Morphers, like, get out of here. Yeah. You know, it's no fun. But so, uh, but that's the thing. Sometime near the end of the game, the mission's got a little fetch questy feeling to me. Oh. And like slightly repetitive, like, okay, I know I got to go fix this thing. It's just like, can we wrap it yeah, up a little bit? Yeah, when you're describing it, I wasn't <laughs> thinking that it would be so full of maintenance. Well, I mean, you're an engineer. So that's what you got to oh, do. Oh, okay. I thought you were like, typically you're like a space marine or no, something no, in no, these you're games. No, you're an engineer, which is you're cool. You're a nerd. <laughs> which is cool then because all of your weapons are like engineering tools. Oh, that's kind of so neat. The gun you start off with is a... Uh, is like a, a plasma cutter and it basically just has these three beams that'll shoot. And then you can also like rotate it to shoot in a, either vertically or horizontally okay. the beams. And that's like your main. Then I also pick the other weapons. You have several that you can buy at different points throughout the game, but the main weapons that I stuck with were the plasma cutter, the ripper, which is this really cool, which I used a lot. It's basically like a handsaw, like a circular saw, but it will shoot out a saw blade spinning and it holds it by a tractor beam. So you can just like walk in front and like cut stuff. Oh, that's, that's, cool. that's cool. And it's that's alternate really fire cool. is it will just shoot the blade out. Oh, that's nice. Uh, I also use this one called the contact beam, which basically is like a force shotgun in a way you have to charge it up and let it go your flat cannon if you will exactly exactly (laughs) uh and then i also used what was the other one oh just an assault rifle so the only like non-engineering use used weapon i had that just for shits and giggles um but anyway so you also some mechanics that are introduced in this game too is you have these two modules that fit into your armor which is a rig system is what it's called which you should look it up i mean it's the iconic image of whatever you see whenever you look up dead space of your main character is what he's wearing is a rig suit yeah his helmet's Um, awesome yeah it's really iconic and so it uh you have these two modules a stasis module and a kinesis module stasis module will slow things down Mm. so that could even be pieces of equipment that are that you need to get past like there are a couple points where like doors are like slamming shut because they're malfunctioning mm-hmm. and you shoot them with kinesis and then you can get through mm-hmm. you can also shoot enemies with the kinesis so it'll slow them down mm-hmm. and you have easier to either get away shoot them kill them whatever the kinesis module allows you to pick things up and either move them or shoot them mm-hmm. so say the necromorph comes at you like one of those early ones that i showed you who has the big bladed arms if you are able to cut off that arm you can pick up his bladed arm with a kinesis module and shoot it back at him or at another enemy and That's do damage. That's fun. Excellent. I like that kind of stuff. So yeah, it was pretty. it's pretty cool how you can use those and you have to use those to like fix things or to get through this some various parts of the levels. So it, you know, it has a lot of uses and it's fun how you can interpret those and use those as you will. Mm-hmm. Now, as I said, it is survival horror. So you are constantly searching for more ammunition, more uh, – your stasis can run out. Ooh. And there are some places around where it will, where you can fill it up again, or you can buy stasis modules or collect stasis modules that you can refill it. Your kinesis one never runs out. You can use that unlimited, which I was like, thank God, because <laughs> I, I ran out of the, st- the stasis one so many times. Um, but uh, so I'm just checking through my notes here. And so as the story progresses, you realize that the marker has some sort of religious importance to a church, to a religious 
group on Earth. Now it's hmm. getting interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Now I'm well, interested. The Church of Unitology. Oh, that sounds like just some other tology that we yeah. all know of. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Pretty much, right? <laughs> so you understand that there's more going on behind the scenes and that you're like that this church wants this marker, but obviously they don't know what you think. They don't know what's happened here. And you're like, okay, well, obviously, no, they don't need this. And so it's a matter of trying to return the marker to either where it became, just do you destroy it? You know, basically, what are you going to do? Because throughout your, not only, there are other survivors on the ship, like this one mad doctor who's a full-on unitologist, and he's like, we have to embrace this. This is our new ascension, our evolution as humans. You know, we're lo- this isn't something we should fear. It's, you know, it's God's will, all this stuff. And he comes in across your calm every once in a while. And he even creates like a, a mutated, even more mutated necromorph oh, that gosh. tries to fight you. It's a, it's so there's all these different things happening. And like I said, there are different ones. Like that one that you should pull it first, that's the pregnant necromorph. Mm-hmm. It will spew other like creatures oh, from it. Gross. And stuff like that. Gnarly. And then later on, there's even this one that's like, it's has two arms, but a really long like scorpion tail, and it will like fly through the air at you, and then like land, and then it'll like whip out its tail. Oh, awful! It's like, no, All this unacceptable. Stuff. It's crazy. <laughs> Others are like super fast, and so mm-hmm. they like move erratically and like, jump all over the place and and everything. And then it'll even introduce harder versions of all these creatures later on by they're just black. And oh, so, and so, so it's like, like by the, color, okay. code. you can tell like when these ones are going to be. They're like more armored and stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, they're even so. You know this is a visceral game because we've talked about this before with Dante's Inferno. Remember the babies? Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. From Dante's Inferno? The evil baby Well, guess what? Babies. There were babies on this oh, ship. Oh, no. so they like, They do love evil babies. They used to like crawl around and then like right. three tentacles would shoot up and they'd shoot projectiles at oh. you. Oh, it's baby killer. Like terrifying. Awful. And I was like, oh, this is a visceral game for sure. For sure. I feel like, <laughs> I feel like visceral games has some opinions they're that they're trying to get across I, to us. No, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So, so that's what it becomes. The game develops into is trying to fix the ship, find a way to escape and figuring out what to do with this mysterious marker. So now I wrote down some pros and cons okay. about this game because I do have a few of each. I know sometimes in my reviews, I'm like, I liked it a lot <laughs> and didn't really have anything bad to say about it. This game, I had some reservations with. I thought we were going with the percentage hate system now. Well, yeah, we can go with that. Yeah, I'll, so give, what's my, your I'll pr- give my percentage of hate after I read my pros and cons. <laughs> So the pro, and this is a big pro, I will say. The combat is very innovative and inventive because it will say this. You figure this out early on the game. Plus, there's some like in a load screen, it'll show you, you know, it has like tips and stuff that come up. It is more effective to damage the necromorphs and kill the necromorphs by dismembering their limbs, not shooting body mass Hmm. or shooting even for the head. Mm -hmm. You want to cut off their arms or Mm -hmm. their legs and things like that, which... You know, so that's why you have like the plasma cutter. It can shoot horizontally, uh, vertically, or horizontally. Okay, because you can be like shooting at an arm. You want to use it vertically. Nice. But then you want to cut out their leg. You you switch it to horizontal and shoot at that way. And so that's where even the one like the Ripper, that's the saw blade. You shoot at that saw blade. You just go for the legs. (laughs) (laughs) You're just like cutting down legs and all this other (laughs) stuff. So that made it very difficult because especially when there got to be enemies that were very fast. You had to combine it with using the stasis to freeze them, so then you could pop off their limbs, okay. use their limbs in any other way that you can to fight them off. So it just makes it this really interesting dynamic where normally you see an enemy, you just shoot them, and you're like, yeah. pull, pull some bullets into them, you're, they drop, you're good. But this one, whew, you could like take out their legs, and they fall like they're dead, and then start crawling towards you oh, and like, no. le- leaping at you. No, it's, thank you. <laughs> it was ridiculous and how hard the, ba- the fighting can be in this game. 
The other thing I liked about it, and another thing that was a huge plus about it, is there's no HUD. Oh, I think I remember. You don't have crosshairs. That. That's awesome. Your your weapons will shoot like a laser and beam, see but they're only is. see you only see that when you have your weapon aimed. That's now, neat. fortunately, okay. unlike Resident Evil, you can move while aiming. Because, okay. Oh my god, these creatures are fucking fast and they're everywhere. So it's so it's a good thing that you can do that. But there's no HUD. All menus, messages, like if whenever Kendra or Hammond will message you and a holographic video will pop up, that all just appears in front of you like projected from your suit. You can move the camera around and still see it. So it's not like like you can come around and look at your character and you'll see the, the holograph in reverse. Okay. Same with menus. When you pull up like your inventory, same thing. It pops up. And then it also has a really inventive way of doing your objective marker. It doesn't like sit, have like a dot floating in your screen that as you turn, you know, it just shows your thing. You hit, you would click on the right stick and Isaac would do like a little motion with his hand and it would project a line down on the ground where you would oh, go. But as soon as cool. you moved, it went away. Oh, okay. Like okay. So it was, so I was just like, man, it's really cool because it was just, it, it added to the horror aspect that this ship, which is obviously, you know, breaking down, decrepit, black, being overrun by this organic matter that the necromorphs create, you know, it's, and so it's just this, it allows you to be more encapsulated with the setting and to really take in the setting a lot more. Uh, weapons are fun, like I said, because they all have an alternate, uh, alternate mode. Mm-hmm. So the, you know, vertical to horizontal shooting, uh, the ripper either shooting the blade. So it's all this different stuff. The contact beam, which is the charged shotgun, you either do a full charge or you can like plant it into the ground and it'll shoot a shockwave to knock oh, enemies back okay. if you're getting cool. overrun. So there's a lot of cool ways, different infinite ways you can do that. Like I said, the stasis and kinesis is really cool also. And there are also different parts because you're in space where there are either zero gravity where you have oh, to like jump around to all this good. different stuff yeah, or taking place in a vacuum, which when there's a vacuum in like you're outside of the spaceship walking on the hull, you have to, you have an air tank inside your shoot, your suit, but it can run out. And if it, you know, and so you're either having to f- try to find air recharge stations or may, hopefully you have enough air canisters in your inventory to be able to reload it as you're going out and about. That's the kind of stuff that would like scare me. I'd be like, no, it's <laughs> not like, like this. Out. And you know that of course you're going to get out there and you're going to have to fight something while you're oh, out there, yeah. which makes it harder to then, you know, you're, you're conserving oxygen and trying to get the, the thing done, but you're camp because you're having to run from some creature. It, it gets really hairy sometimes. And then a pro you die a lot. Oh, good. A whole hell of a lot. That's good. So, I mean, granted, I said I played it on the hard, but I still die a lot and like and i feel like even if you played it on normal you'd be dying a lot uh but some of my cons and i'll actually talk i'll actually move this one later uh and this could was something i felt slightly was a small design flaw horror games are obviously especially one like this in a survival horror are supposed to have that that tense dark setting that makes that makes it easier to be scared and like for jump scares to be more effective and different things like that which this game had a plenty but sometimes it was too damn dark. Like it was just hard to do anything because I even like had brightness up in the game settings and all that. And it was just sometimes it was just too damn hard to see what I was doing, which got very frustrating sometimes. Um, obviously got through it because I beat the game, but still it was just a little thing. I was like, mm, could have stood to be a little brighter. Con, you die a lot, <laughs> and, which is very, very frustrating, especially like I said, when I got near to the end of the game and I was starting to get a little drugged down by the fetch quest the right. feel of it i was like god it's come on like I'm, I'm tired of dying i just want to get through it uh so that got to be a little annoying and then this is one that i kind of that i hit connected with 
as I was finishing up, is sometimes, like, the kinesis, it says you can pick something up, like a dismembered limb, throw it at an enemy. You could, there are sometimes even, like, explosive barrels you can throw and stuff like that. But the aiming sometimes for the kinesis and the stasis both would be very inconsistent. Like, you're that like, does suck. I know my, my reticle was on that. Because you can only shoot stasis and things by aiming your gun and it shoots where, you know, the gun's pointing. And I'd be like, I pointed that at center mass and it mm-hmm. didn't register that I had yeah. stasis that guy. And then I wound up dying, you know, kind of a thing. That got that very annoying. That is very frustrating. I hardly ever was able to make a severed limb hit. What, so I'm like, Aww. this is supposed to be a mechanic. once. <laughs> well, it did a couple times, but like, just it was supposed wanted to, to hit him with a leg in the <laughs> face. Dinner. Seriously, but it was supposed to be a thing where like you could use that in to save ammo, but oh. it works so inefficiently sometimes. It was like, oh, there's no point to even try to use this. I got you. So that that proved to be a little annoying, and sometimes too, it felt like damage was that your weapons did. Like I sometimes would have a, a necromorph on the ground, cut his legs off, and I'm just. You have the ripper and I'm sawing away at his arms and they will just not. But then like, I'll do it another time and it's puppies will not, they will just will not get cut off, but I would do it another time versus the exact same type of enemy. And man, it would like seemingly kill him in two seconds. That's funny. So it got like, especially near the end of the game. I was just like, what the hell? Why am I not killing this guy? I'm using this weapon. It did. I did this exact same thing to him last time before I died by some other creature. Why is it not working now? So there were just a, little bit of inconsistencies with it that made it very like oh my god are you kidding like more frustrating than enjoyable. if they ever did a dead space 3 they should use they that kind of stuff to make oh they did yeah, they if did. they ever make a dead space 10 they should, <laughs> should cover my bases <laughs> they should use marketing campaigns that feature like spoofs of infomercials yes, yes. are you having trouble <laughs> with your cut bones? <laughs> but yeah so but i mean i can also say this game was made in 2008 it's you know sure. which is so that could just be a sign of the time, sign of the game's age. I'm used to having more precise controls with that, with with more up to date game, with more current games. So, you know, and maybe other. I was just. I also could have just been real bad at it. So, yeah, maybe you're just bad at sawing off arms. Yeah. <laughs> so, but the game overall was incredibly was very enjoyable. Uh, especially as the story progressed and later missions, the story started picking up and I was like, Oh, there's a lot more going on here than just the ship is being overrun by aliens. So like I, so that was nice too, that it had, it did have a rewarding story, but overall, this is kind of my overall closing thought on it. It was gruesome and horrifying, but not all that terrifying. Once you got used to what the enemies were going to be and you saw them and how, and could, and could interact with them, they weren't as scary anymore. Granted. Yeah. They look, disgusting and they're terrifying to see them but in in terms of like the overall feeling of horror wasn't necessarily there for me okay Mm. that's valid and something that's good to know yeah i mean there were plenty of jump scares like i said sometimes you'd come across a dead body and it would leap up at you and all you know typical or zombie especially zombie fair (laughs) it's a cheap scare that happens (laughs) but so that was kind of my overall thought. Like the story was great the combat was very inventive but it was almost it was missing that bit of actual like made me terrified horror so i'm interested to see like i'm interested enough to play dead space 2 and dead space 3 i actually think i have dead space 3 because of ps plus um so i'm interested enough to go back and see if that changes from into dead space 2 but like i said overall it was a fun game what's the percentage i would say how much do you hate it yeah this is a hate percentage specifically 
35 percent there you go oh, okay. there you go okay. i like that all so right. like i said fair overall, enough fair enough overall my main frustrations were probably just that i picked us to pick to play it at a hard difficulty mm. normal mode bro normal <laughs> mode I was, <laughs> myself i was kicking myself especially as i'm like finding the final boss i'm like god why didn't i pick this <laughs> a normal done and i was all excited too because i was like because you know when you start a new game it says do you want Easy, normal, or hard. And there's a trophy in there that says complete the game at the hardest difficulty to the trouble. And I was like, yeah, that's what I want. I beat the game. It unlocks the hardest difficulty mode. So oh, jokes play. on oh. you, sucker. <laughs> but then I was also like, no, thank you. I will not <laughs> be returning for another play. That's funny. <laughs> the game got the nice last little <laughs> screw you in. Exactly. <laughs> but no, so it was a very, uh, which then you also uncover from these, uh, from these, backstory logs that you unlock by completing the game that the dead space that the title refers to is the space around the marker that prevents necromorphs from getting there so the neck so the marker in a sense protects you but it also if you take it away that's what brings the baddies oh okay so yeah interesting so yeah dead space nice 35%. 35%. 35%. percent like, 35% hate. So that means bad at math, 65% positive reaction. I like our Run, system. It's I confusing. It's confusing. I want to do more it's things. It's a good game. You should try it out if you haven't played it. Yeah. Boom. There it is. Well, this has been an excellent list of some list. horror spooky games. Very scurry. Happy Halloween. Scurry. Some Very scurry, scurry games. Scurry. Obviously, as with any of our list episodes, we want to know what top your horror games list. Which ones out there that maybe we've talked about before, maybe we haven't, and those are the ones that we want to know about the most so that we can maybe one day pick them out and play them for ourselves. A maybe. A maybe. <laughs> if we feel like it, we shall say. But no, share us your favorite horror games on our Facebook, Twitter. If you're on the Discord, do it there or on the comments of this YouTube video. Boom. But we do have a song contest upcoming after the close because, as you know, we don't know who it is yet. But for those of you who are listening for the first time, the song contest goes live Wednesday 9 a.m., the day after this episode airs. First person to correctly guess the game from the song and hint given will be able to give us a song for a future and hint for a future episode. So check our Facebook and Twitter for the posts when the contest goes live Wednesday 9 a.m., the day after this episode airs. So November 1st. Boom, give you a date to look forward to. <laughs> but that concludes this episode of Team Chat Podcast. Until next time, I'm one of your hosts, Jarrett Wilson, joined to my right by Rachel Mogan. Adios. And to my left, Zachary Parks. Peace out. We'll see you all next time. Stick around for the song. Okay, here's your song contest for this week. The hint is, use gold, wood, and food to build your empire. One more time, use gold, wood, and food to build your empire. Listen to the song and happy guessing.